Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sherlock's VIP club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sherlock's partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. For more information, visit sherlocksvip.com. Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Heather Steele, Becky Hull, and Pascal Day. Hi, everyone. Hello. 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 It's been a few weeks since we've recommended TV, film, podcasts. I have loads to talk about. What has everybody else been watching, listening to, etc.? So I have been watching quite a rogue one again for me, but it's The World's Most Extraordinary Homes on Netflix, and it's with architect Piers Taylor and... Caroline Quintin. Oh, I see. Oh, I saw it when it was on the Beeb over Christmas. I loved it. It's so addictive, isn't it? I think there's that kind of balance of sneaking into people's houses and seeing how incredible they are and also just admiring amazing architecture across the world. Mm. It's called Season 2 Part B and there is the most incredible one in Norway and it is literally in the middle of nowhere. It is just beautiful and basically, as I was saying, you see all this incredible architecture that they've done. You get to meet the architect, you get to have a nose, you get to scoop around the houses. It's just a nice bit of TV escapism at its best. It's like Grand Designs. It's like Grand Designs but very chic and all over the world and, and all over the world no Kevin MacLeod no Kevin MacLeod features I feel as well you don't see the build itself either no. do you so it is just more about the homes themselves and the okay. interiors not necessarily just about like this is how we created the exactly home. it's more like you just get to have a proper walk around see what it's like what it would be like to live there. It's just utterly fascinating. It doesn't sound like much, but I promise you, you'll be so addicted when you watch it. Because I feel like with Grand Designs, most people watch it and you just really want the result. I think that's what's quite nice. You've got the end result, so you're just in it straight away. But we've seen them all now. I literally binged over the weekend, but I really recommend watching Norway. It is just stunning. And if that doesn't make you want to go to Norway, I don't know what will. Is that what the episode's called? Yeah, so they're all just done by the places. You've got in the second series, India, Spain, Norway and Israel. But they're all absolutely stunning it was just Norway it's a particular standout for me oh, I just yeah. love those programs yeah. where like people do over their houses oh. like my boyfriend keeps watching these videos in bed where it's like people make homes out of like storage containers yeah. and like yeah. put them together it's like a new thing like Ikea homes yeah, yeah. it's insane I totally get one I really oh, would too. I think yeah. it is the Genius. our housing solution to the crisis that's going yeah. on in the country yeah. is just to create all these homes yeah, they like are amazing yeah. yeah I've already bored Pascal and Becky with this but speaking of property programs uh, two of my friends were on George Clark's Old House New Home on Channel 4 and I hadn't seen 
seen that one before, but again, I'm the same as you, Becky, love a property programme. What happens on Old House New Home? So they usually focus on two couples or families who buy an old, sort of usually a Regency or sort of Victorian house or one where there are restrictions in place. And then with the help of George, you can recreate it and make it modern. So how we create modern spaces in old buildings. Cool. My friends did it in Margate and I knew that they bought this place, but it was amazing actually watching it on TV because none of us, like friends-wise, had actually seen it. So it's a period property from period, when? What um, does it look like? Yeah, so it's a Victorian sort of semi-detached and there used to be five rooms on the ground floor and they've knocked through all of them. So it's just this huge sort of space with lots of glass at the back. So oh, cool. yeah, really modern. From the front, you wouldn't really be able to tell because it's got all the period details outside, but they've got like the most dream-worthy kitchen and a huge sort of diner slash Amazing. open all the doors and eat outside. And yeah, they had a housewarming party on Saturday, which we went to, but unfortunately oh. it rained the entire time. So Aww. everyone naturally was in the kitchen, but luckily it was huge. So it was <laughs> yeah. fine. Okay, well, do you have a look at uh, the world's most extraordinary homes? I know I'm going to be watching that. Thanks, Becky. I have another recommendation on Netflix, which is The Great Hack. Oh, I'm desperate to watch mm. this. It's so good. So it is a two-hour documentary about what happened with Cambridge Analytica and with both the Trump election and Brexit and numerous other votes across the world and how Cambridge Analytica mined our data in order to influence those elections, which we kind of already know, but it, it looks at it from the perspective of multiple different people, one of whom is a man called David Carroll, and he is a media professor, and he is the guy who sued Cambridge Analytica to try and retrieve his data. So he was basically like, okay, that's cool, you've used my data, I just want to know what that included. So it kind of follows him and his attempt to get that data back, and it mainly follows a lady called Brittany Kaiser, who was a director at Cambridge Analytica, and it follows her kind of through all the depositions when like the shit hit the fan and it's kind of a bit of a look at her personality and there's obviously like a big moral question about what happened and then it also follows a lady called Carol Cadwallader who is a Guardian journalist she was a Guardian features writer and then basically got kind of turned on to this whole issue and found the first whistleblower who was a guy who had been one of the founding members of the Cambridge Analytica and she has since been Pulitzer Prize nominated for her investigative work about Cambridge Analytica and what they did so it basically breaks down exactly what it takes to influence an election in the way that arguably Cambridge Analytica did. So basically, the short of it is that media companies, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or Google or Amazon, have over 70,000 data points on every single person in this world. And the scariest bit about it is they don't just use those data points to build a profile on your habits. It's about your personality. So they can deduce anybody in the world, anyone in any given country into a particular personality category based on their data points, which they can then use to influence those people. So the way it worked with, let's say, the Leave campaign is they don't target the people who are definitely going to be Leave or definitely going to be Remain. They target the margin in between the people who are undecided. They use the data points that they have to analyse what their personalities might be like. And then they specifically go after those people with targeted content. So basically, the point of the whole thing is it explains what happens, explains how they did it, and it explains why basically data rights should be considered human rights now mm. but I can't explain it is the most fascinating watch and as a follow up I listened to Carol Cadwallader's TED talk as well which is available on the podcast app and is really worth listening to because the facts and figures in this documentary are horrifying but her kind of rallying cry in this TED talk is like spine tingling it is so scary so ah, it is mad isn't it it's scary. It's scary. it is mad God, I um, should have watched that so that 
Kaiser woman, she's bad. So that's a kind of grey area. And also that's why it kind of becomes a, a bit of an analysis about her and the morality of it, because she basically came forward, arguably she jumped before she was pushed, to be like a, inverted commas, whistleblower. So before... So that's it, what I thought she was. Yeah, yeah. So well, she the one who'd gone into hiding or saying yeah. that she's mm. had to... She went into hiding. Exactly. Yeah. She like went into hiding in Thailand and then she flew back to be like, I'm going to confess everything, you know, I'm going to explain what we did, so I've got nothing to hide. But then stuff, I won't ruin it, but stuff emerges about people she was meeting with and countries she was meeting with and, and it's up to you to decide whether you think she's kind of a goodie or a baddie but she kind of has her own personal circumstances that might lead to why she did these things so yeah there's also that kind of personality element going on in the documentary too I'm down yeah. for it I'm definitely going to watch that this weekend Heather there's a book that you have read and that you kindly lent to me and I was away this weekend and I devoured it in 48 hours you read it all I read it all I absolutely loved it so it's Three Women by Lisa Tadeo, who is a US journalist who essentially spent 10 years interviewing and following hundreds of subjects and then eventually settled on these three women who are across various different states in the US in very different circumstances and the result is a non-fiction book that focuses on all three women at separate times but don't you think it reads like fiction it was so gripping the way she writes is so beautiful that I felt like I was reading short stories about these these women if it was fiction then my only criticism of it would be this is too unrealistic I'd be like this is just silly this would never happen so the fact that these are the true stories of these women is what completely makes that it takes it from being a 90% book to a 100% because it's got that validity yeah so one of the women was discovered by Lisa because she was in a trial where she'd accused her teacher of having an affair with her when she was 17 now when the book was written she was 23 years old and the teacher had just been nominated North Dakota's teacher of the year and I think after years of all this misery because they weren't in a relationship anymore but she still obviously clearly had feelings for him but I think when she finally saw that he'd you know really moved on with his life and was now getting all this acclaim and she was older and realised actually that what he did was wrong yeah I think it was more that she came to the realisation at an age that it was yes, abusive exactly um, manipulative at the very least exactly so yeah she took him to court and it, it says straight up so it's not revealing anything but yeah she was not believed at all they believed the man over her so even that story in itself is so interesting about who we choose to believe based on age and circumstances and family circumstances and there's so much evidence against him but yeah he was found not guilty it's our prejudices isn't it? exactly yeah. and I think the point she's trying to make again towards the end of the book is that we should all be less judgmental, especially women towards other women. Mm-hmm. We should definitely cut each other a bit of slack. So the other two women, the second is a lady who is kind of ended up in a bit of a loveless marriage, isn't really sure how she got there. So again, this isn't a spoiler, has an affair with her high school boyfriend. And then the third is a woman who kind of seemingly had it all, life of great privilege, ended up marrying a guy. And the theme that dominates their marriage is that he likes to watch her have sex with other men. And that's just like their thing. And sometimes it's threesomes, but more the not it's just her with another man he's either there watching or she's sending him videos yeah. so that's, that's kind of what I mean about the, the far-fetched yeah. of it but what I want to know like there's a lot of really explicit sex in there yeah. and it's not just explicit it's really detailed like I want yeah. to know how I know she spent eight years with these women but how does she get is I it know. true like, so the most explicit sex scenes are with Lena so that's the lady who's having the affair with her high school boyfriend and Lena was just so open with her so Lisa was living in the area while she was kind of following her around 
around, so to speak. And after Lena had had sex and Aiden, which is the high school boyfriend, had sort of driven off, Lena would call Lisa straight away and say, this is exactly what happened. And then Lisa would drive there once she'd left just to be like, what's the temperature like? How dark is it? What did it look like wherever they'd been, whether it was a motel room or they used to drive to this sort of swampy area. She'd drive straight there to like just take in the sights and sounds and smells just so she could really get that. I take it these are pseudonyms. No, so only one of only Sloan's is a pseudonym. Because I've tried to find these women. (laughs) Straight away, if you Google Aaron Nodal, which is the teacher's name, everything comes up because that's the first thing I did once I finished the book I, I needed to know and Lena's a real person as well Lena's a real person Aiden's a real person <laughs> oh it's just it's brilliant yeah. it's, it's not like anything I've ever read before yeah it's such a journalistic feat to have dedicated so much of your time yeah. to uncovering this because originally she wanted to write about male desire but she said that she interviewed so many men and theirs was all exactly all the same, the same. Yeah. like there was only one route and one destination yeah. whereas with the women it was so complex yeah. that she I can imagine and she said the reason she chose those three women is this is all in like the intro is because each one of them is relatable and I said I won't tell you which one but there was one that I was like fuck yeah I really relate to this person because it goes so deep it gets so uncomfortable in Mm -hmm. how people feel and how women feel and why you do certain things and I reckon everybody can relate to one of the you know Mm -hmm. sleeping with multiple men it's like you know it's more about why yeah Yeah. it's about what drives people and why women behave in that certain way and yeah god I mean it's just brilliant (laughs) just really quickly I just want to say something I've got a book that I've got arriving today is Educated by Tara Westover. Oh, Have you read can it? I borrow that? Yes, you, you that's on my list. So I listened to an Oprah podcast with her yesterday. Yeah. She's on a special with her Super Soul podcast and she is basically a lady who was brought up in the Mormon community as in she went to the Brigham Young College which is like a Mormon college but that was her first time she'd ever set foot in a classroom when she was 17 and yeah, like an unbelievably strict education and background. She When she first got to university she hadn't heard of the Holocaust. She mm. hadn't heard of Martin Luther King. I mean, completely sheltered. Yeah. And I mean, she went on to be Harvard educated, Oxford educated, and she's obviously written this this memoir now. But just listening to the interview, I was, you know, when you buy something on Amazon, yeah. as you're listening to yeah. something, so yeah. I'm excited to read that. And I really recommend the Oprah conversation with her. <laughs> Becky, it's your time to shine. We're going to talk about your ultimate A to Z glossary of beauty terminology. I loved this feature so much. You have literally broken down the entire alphabet with beauty terminology that we should know. So can we address some of the more complicated things? I think, yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to start with one that you guys might not think is complicated, but I always feel like people ask me about this. And to be honest with you, I was still a bit confused by paraben-free. I don't know if you guys are, but... I feel like you explained this really well when on the show you did vegan beauty. Yeah, I think it comes up all the time. Like, you keep hearing about it's paraben-free and so many of my friends are like, I don't get what you're Mm. on about. Put simply, parabens are like the most widely used preservative in beauty products, which on the surface isn't actually an issue, but they have been linked to cancer quite definitely. Well, like skin cancer. Yeah, and breast cancer. Full carcinogenic. Yeah, and basically that is the point. Having said that, what is worth noting with parabens is there is the teeniest, tiniest amount in your products. That is what you should take away from it. But if you do want to strip it back and you don't want any of that near you, luckily now there are more and more paraben-free products hitting the shelves. And basically parabens just make sure things last longer. It means your SPF lasts longer. It just goes the distance more. But you don't need it. You do not need parabens. I was going to say, if we follow the advice we're always given but probably don't follow about you should throw things away after three months Mm. anyway, then technically you probably shouldn't need parabens Well, exactly. I think that's the point. I think people are just so much savvier with it now. But that is 
why you should be looking for paraben-free if it's something that bothers you. So are there any brands in particular that do great paraben-free products or any specific things that we should be, that are really easy swaps to make? I think so. So basically, Elf Cosmetics are known for having a whole paraben-free range and there are some really nice products in there and they're affordable. You won't find much over like £40 with Elf, which I know sounds a lot, but on the surface, what you're getting is products that last you ages. They're, you know, sulfate-free, paraben-free. And where can you buy Elf? So you can get Elf anywhere from sort of Boots, Superdrug, or you can get it on elfcosmetics.co.uk. And then I've also put down Devine's Hair Care, which is really up and coming. It is completely eco-friendly. Again, paraben-free, sulfate-free. They have the most strict bat formulas, but the products are incredible. They're so nourishing for your hair, and they only use recyclable packaging. Does it make so, it more expensive? No, not at all. I mean, the thing is, parabens have been put in, as I said, just to preserve your products, but it doesn't actually make, in terms of the cost and everything, mm. it's not costing more to put that in. So it should have no impact on how much you're paying. Right, next one. Bakuchiol. We'll just spell that out, shall we? It is B-A-K-U-C-H-I-O-L. Yeah. So basically, this is a new plant-based retinol alternative. Brilliant for pregnant women because pregnant women should not be using retinol. And it really has taken off this year. It was actually one of the biggest buzzwords for 2019 and it was one of the biggest trends on Pinterest. But the idea is it just doesn't take its toll on your skin as much as retinol because it's incredibly harsh, the original vitamin A. So this is completely stripped back and it doesn't have, you know, it's not going to overly sensitise your skin. It's got loads of antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties. So you're not going to have that same harsh reaction, but you are still going to get the smoothing effects. It's really worth trying. And I've put down the inky list, but another one is BB Beauty. They're incredible. Okay, and what else have we got? Mandelic? So Mandelic is actually one of the best AHAs. It's really similar to lactic acid, and again, it's still an exfoliant, but both lactic and Mandelic are known for being really, really gentle. So if you're new to like the AHA game, they're the two you should look out for, because the molecule size is <laughs> like much bigger than glycolic which basically means it doesn't penetrate so deeply. So you're just getting really gentle effects. It really is a science, it's isn't it? Really Maybe this is, is why I can't get my head around beauty. Thing. But then that's also why it makes sense as to why products don't work on everyone. I mm. mean, was, that's why technically, I guess, we should all just be going to a dermatologist or whoever who can tell us exactly yeah. what we should be well, using because yeah, everyone's yeah. different. Everyone is so different. But I mean, I use the Dr. Dennis Gross peel pads and they've got mandelic and lactic acid. And they do something. I mean, you're not going to get the same peeling results, but it definitely, for sensitive skin types, look no further. Good to know. Thanks, Becky. Okay, if there was one term on this list, that you think that people ask you about a lot that always stands out as like a big one that people need to know about what is it I mean there's several I think paraben free and sulfate free are very much worth knowing about but the one that I get asked about a lot is what is dermatologically tested what does that mean and literally in its simplest form it means that a dermatologist has tried tested and approved it but surely like any beauty brand worth its salt would be checking its products with a dermatologist yeah but then not many are especially in skincare you'll find that on the labels yeah I mean most are now but there are a few that slip and what about would makeup say that as well no it's more in skincare definitely more in skincare but the amount of times people have been like, I don't know what that means. That is all it means. Finally, I have one last question. Yeah. Here is for quercetin. Yeah, so this is a bit of a quirky one. So this <laughs> is popping up in way more products now. And again, it's just known to fight free radicals, pollution, UV damage. And that is all because it's really high of anti-inflammatories. Please may I ask what free radicals are? Free radicals are the main cause of ageing. Right. And that is from the environment, basically. It's pollution. It's when you're a city slicker, but it's generally the ageing environment. Okay, it's cool. free Thank radicals. You. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, let's talk a bit more beauty. There's quite a lot of beauty coming up, Becky. I, hope I know, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready and rare. Um, we're going to talk about different beauty destinations to try in London. You wrote a piece on some new things, some that are quite grammable, some that are quirky again. So what made the cut? So we've got a nice little collection here. I've just done seven. I think actually one of my favourites, which is right at the top, is Face Bar London. Now this is owned by makeup artist Nicola Fiveash, and she used to work under Chanel's head makeup artist Lucia Pica. So she is incredibly trained. She is amazing at what she does. And the idea of it is you literally pop in and just have really quick makeup fixes done to your face or you can have a full face of makeup but I think actually what inspired me was I saw someone who went for her Hindu the other day and she had been and she said it was just so nice to pop in get your makeup done and not feel like you're at a stuffy counter in yeah it. yeah I feel like that's what a lot of people want isn't it to have their makeup Completely. done just quick and easy and it's quick I think you can it starts from just 20 pounds which on the surface might sound more than you'd like to pay for some people but I think if it's for a special occasion yeah, 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 yeah. definitely it's so worth it and as I said she has worked with some of the best names in the biz so she is well worth seeking out it's not always her presumably because you've got people no there's her. other people but I would recommend if you know if say it is for a Hindu or really special occasion try and seek out Nicola just because she gives you like amazing recommendations she's very thorough and it feels like you're really getting what you pay for I would totally do that yeah, yeah. I would definitely do I that too. I mean I, I would that. do it for someone else's Hindu <laughs> and also, <laughs> also presumably she uses products from all different brands because exactly. that's the problem if you go to a specific counter yeah. then it might be fine but there only using their own products and they're trying to push them whereas this is exactly neutral that. territory neutral territory you get a real mix and she'll talk about what suits you yeah I think that's what's nice it doesn't Ooh. feel so suffocatingly small yeah. the area of what you can pick and I just don't always trust the people at those counters to know what they're doing yeah. and just like they just don't seem very good sometimes no. like, have you done that? I haven't done it but yeah. I went with my friend who was trying to get some tips on having her wedding makeup done and we went to this woman in our hometown Debenhams my friend was like no this isn't what I want and she was like well I think that looks good and it was very much like yeah. okay Adoption. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just very nothingy like she came away yeah. and I was like you don't really look any different better than coming out looking like you too much yeah and uh, yeah it just was like are you actually trained in this and then the other girl that was there was in college and it's like well yeah. you're not trained no. you know? yeah. and also the thing is if you're doing something and you want to be able to recreate it yourself that could be a full 
fortune because if you're signing at Bobby Brown, you know, God, yeah. Bobby Brown's incredible. If you're at the Bobby Brown counter and they're just putting, you know, that oh, can be God, like a couple yeah. hundred oh, pounds yeah, worth of day yeah. cards. Yeah. Yeah. You want to recreate yeah. the whole look. So at least if you're somewhere, they can presumably she can recommend some more affordable substitutes exactly. for things. Like that's a good yeah. position to be I in. I really mm. recommend it. I've also put on House of Lady Muck. Oh yeah, I like that. One. Nude <laughs> Top Shops, Oxford Circus. So they always have kind of regular pop-ups in different places, but this is their new detailed fine nail art Pascal I feel like you'd absolutely love it Yeah, but it's not you know it's a heavy nail art it's really detailed really pretty very chic and the place as a whole is gorge obviously get your and out. it's really speedy as well very it's speedy kind of, is it? especially is it expensive you, again prices are really reasonable and it's like a quick fix it's a bit like a kind of cheeky no cow yeah. sheds yeah. offspring it's like yeah. that that's what I'd say more fun nail art is having a bit of a moment oh my god it? it's having such a moment and I think funny? I think it is funny because you remember there was a time where people were like oh not nail art but I think it's so detailed and so chic and minimal now mm. you only catch it in the corner of your mm. eye so it's just like it's like a, an accessory it's like an extension yeah. of jewelry yeah. yeah that's so it's true so nice okay um, so that's in in Oxford Circus Top Shop now yeah can we talk about Globar for a minute let's so talk about Globar we um as part of a series that we ran with the Outnet on successful women entrepreneurs we went to to visit Sasha who founded the Globar at the space and it's really cool the premise isn't it it is incredibly cool again very grammable very yeah. chic but I think what they've done and the idea of using sauna pods is incredible yeah so basically on the premises are infrared saunas and it gives you like a deep cleanse from the inside out so you're in there for a lot longer than you would be a normal mm. sauna it's like 30 40 minutes yeah but it basically gets you to a point an optimal body temperature to sweat like a deep sweat like you would get from a really hard workout mm. class so she said it releases endorphins in the same way that an exercise class would but exactly without having to do it well, that sounds great you, again Heather you'd love this you say that I don't really like normal saunas because um, I feel rather faint so is it a high temp no it's the opposite oh, so fine. that's why you can be in there for so long it's a more moderate it's temperature infrared, yeah. in and that just, case yes yeah. I would love it Sorry. and it boosts <laughs> your circulation mm. and it can alleviate like back oh. joint pain yeah. Ooh, it's okay. quite satisfying she said that people often when they come out you know they'll use a towel and it's like a bit brown the towel because it's, it's literally like so a deep. deep cleanse yeah, yeah. it's really really cool and she's also quite into to kind of crystal healing and the power of different herbs and things isn't she so, yeah. so there's a cafe upstairs oh yeah for, with their sort of superfood bowls exactly and, yeah, juices yeah. exactly it's very wellness pop-up kind of place to go yeah. Nice. yeah you're right that does sound right up my street yeah, yeah. Really nice. <laughs> and anywhere else to recommend I'd love to recommend Ralph and Rice actually so after just talking about Davines, the hair care brand in my little glossary A to Z <laughs> Ralph and Rice is East London's sort of sustainability salon and I think what I love about this is they have been really environmentally conscious. So you use disposable towels there that are made out of recycled and recyclable waffled paper. The idea is that when you buy the hair care products they use, you take them back in and you get refills. That's a good idea. So they have literally thought of everything, but without compromising on style or anything like that. It's got that kind of shabby chic vibe. It's quite cool. It's a really nice new salon to try if you are definitely on the more sustainable side and price point price point anywhere from sort of 45 pounds up but i really recommend checking it out and also the inside of the salon was designed using cork and the idea of that is it doesn't harm the trees okay cool well if you are looking for more recommendations of fun or different or quirky destinations in london for beauty then do have a look at the piece on the site would you ditch drinks 
forfeit this date with exercise on the rise and casual drinking on the slide. The fitness date is the perfect combination for active singles looking for love and keen to stay healthy. Pascal, this has got your name all over it. So <laughs> tell me, would you ditch drinks for a fitness date? I feel like I know the answers to this question. No. <laughs> <laughs> of course I wouldn't. So where did this come from? Is this like really a trend? Are people doing this? Apparently so. I got sent an email, you know, with all the stats and stuff in it. But it is more like people going on like hiking dates not so much going to holding hands on like a (laughs) on a treadmill or anything (laughs) like that I don't know I just think it sounds truly awful (laughs) so what is a dream for I know you've been in a relationship quite a while but what is a good first date I presume this is the first date this is like early stages of dating situation so what is your idea of a good date probably just something where someone buys me a lot of food Mm. is my dream when me and my partner went out on our first proper date we'd gone to a party the night before and someone had a swimming pool and we'd had a few drinks I don't recommend drinking swimming at all but I was kind of like, oh, I'm going to show off and I'm going to show how good at swimming I am. That is sort of a fitness date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is a sports yeah. activity involved in your birthday. Carry on. So I jumped into this pool and then I just swam straight into the wall. And... <laughs> And it was fine that night, but the next day I woke up and I just had this scab right <laughs> down my face. Right. And then we went out for dinner the next day and it, I was just like, I just know you're looking at my face scab. Like, <laughs> it was really bad. So don't go swimming on a first date, I would say. <laughs> but I don't know, I can totally imagine gyms actually setting up date nights Ooh, like speed classes for singles yeah, yeah which would be my idea of hell mm, fair. so yeah Heather did you go on a gym date not a gym date no again when I first started reading it I was just like no 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 I can't imagine anything worse I look awful in a gym kit because I just can't be bothered to keep updating <laughs> it with stuff that actually looks half decent and because I'm so pale I'd go really bright red and oh, like, really sweaty so I'd just look awful I wouldn't be able to talk either I'd yeah. be too puffed out <laughs> exactly yeah I think just all in all it wouldn't be a good first impression but then as I started reading it I would definitely go on a first date where you like grab a coffee and then go for a really long walk somewhere I'd be well up for that which talks a lot about how walking meetings are a good thing and it's because you don't have to kind of make direct eye contact it's a lot easier for chat to just flow so therefore surely that should be applied to dates exactly you could point things out you're obviously walking past lots of different things so yeah if the lull begins you can you know very easily pick the conversation back up depending on where you were walking obviously if like Pascal said you were going for a hike there's kind of you've got to stick with it but if you were just walking around a nice like Victoria Park or something like yeah. that if the date wasn't going great there's a kind of a natural quite quick if you want end point so you could you know, zoom off that's if true. it wasn't going well because that's the only thing it's quite easy to get out of a normal date whereas like you know you can just yeah. be like oh someone's called me but if you're like stuck in the middle of a park yeah. Becky what about you? I mean guys you know I love a little weekend walk <laughs> I'm all here for you that do, you can, you're, you're a rambler yeah, I'm into yeah. like a lo- lo- bit like you Heather I mm. love a long walk I'm here for that but you would never get me on a spinning class on a date like sorry no one needs to see that mm. not on your first few dates I'll save that for when we've been together for like 10 years do you know what I mean mm. no one needs and maybe to see not me. even then maybe not even <laughs> then no one needs to see me red sweating drip because then what have you got do you know what I mean what, what are you left with yeah. <laughs> you went out afterwards especially if you went to like a nicer gym you'd spend ages getting ready yeah. to then go for a meal or something and I, they'd just be like for me where it's are too, you it's too much but having said that I'd be down for like a little 
punting or something. Oh, cute. That, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I thought, why not? Or like bowling. Yes. Yeah, bowling counts. counts. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. I like bowling. Would I know. Yeah, I love flapping the shit out of office. Would you yeah, I have to say I'm completely different to you lot and I actually love the idea of doing a proper... <laughs> so I don't like walking. I really don't. I like being sedentary or doing like really hardcore exercises. Yeah. I don't like much in between. <laughs> I love a gym class. Like I like, I wouldn't just like go to the gym with someone. That would be weird. Yeah, that's but weird. But like a soul cycle class or yeah, like a cobalt. I think you want to pick a class where you can kind of show off <laughs> but not die. So like spinning <laughs> is perfect because spinning, you control how hard you're yeah, going. Very so you true. can make it look like you're working really hard <laughs> but you don't have to really, really mm. be out of breath and dying. So I think tactically okay, picking cool. your yeah. class but is it's not really a date if you can't talk to someone like in a spin class you can't yeah. be like oh how's it going no no they're definitely yeah. <laughs> how are you doing do you have any brothers or sisters yeah, yeah. it's not gonna work no, but I think there has to be like a coffee a balance, or, a, or yeah. something either, a either side of it a smoothie yeah some kind of health drink either yeah. side yeah. but I think the idea of doing an activity is really great and actually mm. if that's something that's a big part of your life like for Ben and I that, it, that is quite yeah. a big part of our life so yeah. that would be quite a good bonding thing rather than just talking about it like if you are having an awkward first date and you're like so I like spinning but you know yeah. that, it gives you the opportunity to like I don't know you can chat about the class afterwards the music yeah it's definitely an icebreaker yeah. Yeah. yeah it's an icebreaker yeah. exactly yeah. also another thing is not everybody drinks that is the other thing that yeah. we yeah. often forget that not yeah. everybody drinks so Very if, true. You, if you're not boozy then it's quite a good alternative very mm. good alternative any other suggestions for things that are good date ideas that aren't sporty and aren't boozy niche I know crazy golf oh, that's God, I so like that's as sporty as bowling mm. but it's not like strenuous is that's it that's good maybe we would be into sport don't you? <laughs> yeah, I think you're more into sporty than anything you are what about like a class is that weird is it weird to go and do like I think if a oh, guy said okay. to me like let's go and do some pottery I'd be like oh yeah, my God, I'd love that. That. yeah if I got us to go plate painting or something yeah, yeah. Be up like that. the ghost thing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Sexy. Oh. there's a local it's not paint me pottery but like yeah. painting thing on my high street and they on Thursday nights they're open till nine and they have live music and they have wine that's nice that's, so that's good. a good day that's a good very day. good day that's what I did for my birthday this year I took my friends we went and painted plates and it was amazing oh, yeah I wouldn't mind doing that I also feel like that's having a renaissance because this whole like mismatched plate thing is really in now yeah. and it's all about like hand painting yeah, you just want one before would you like yeah, exactly. great my one yeah. plate so exactly but now and you could laugh about it if it was rubbish you could yeah. make yeah. jokes out of it yeah, yeah. fine yeah awesome I think class. that's a good idea actually yeah and like life drawing classes and stuff like that yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. or like yeah. a museum on my first date with my boyfriend we went to the Hunterian Museum which is in Holborn and it's just got loads of body parts Ooh, in oh. jars because it's a medical museum and it's <laughs> but it was really interesting it's quite macabre I thought you were going to say you went to like the National Gallery no but that's why it was interesting because you could just walk and look at all yeah. these strange things and kind of talk who about suggested it? that? Yeah. me I think fine because I have to say if a guy suggested that to me I'd be like screenshotting to the girls yeah, yeah. <laughs> no offense, like I think no. it's pretty cool, but no. I think a creepy suggestion from a man. Yeah, I think because I knew him before, oh, it probably okay, was. It wasn't like a bloke out of the blue, like, but do you want to go look at some stuff in jars? Yeah. <laughs> no, none of that. But you no, knew that he'd be interested. In exactly, the and he'd mentioned having been himself before. But yeah, again, I think if you did go to a gallery, it's quite hushed there, so you can't really yeah. talk. Whereas if you go somewhere where it's sort of a bit more interactive or got talking points, that's yes. another good thing. Yeah, me and Ollie went to Prague when we first got together and we went to the 
torture museum there and then the sex museum straight afterwards and they're basically the same thing like yeah. exactly the same I was like are we still in the same museum that's not okay no <laughs> it was weird there was one man he was wearing this big puffer jacket and he was like kept pulling out his like camera and being like God, taking pictures yeah, I was like this isn't good well I feel like both your museum trips took a slight <laughs> turn for the worst <laughs> hey, I love mine it's still together <laughs> it worked out personally I think that v is more up my street but anyway sure each to their own okay well if you are wondering whether a fitness date or otherwise is fit, just look at the lifestyle content there's loads of ideas okay we're gonna revisit the topic of hindus now i know we've talked about them quite a lot on the podcast before but we wrote a piece on how to organize a stress-free hen and heather are you in the midst of organizing one? i am at the there end of go. september so i thought we could just run through the tips in this piece and share our wisdom so how's it going it's going all right actually almost too well because it's approaching and there haven't been any sort of dramas yet dramas yet so i'm waiting for that to happen really and i think obviously the closer we get to the date just booking a few last minute things now so I'm just worried that all of a sudden the costs are going to escalate slightly and I'll be the one who's arranged it I'm arranging it on my own essentially because I'm the only bridesmaid and I don't really know many other people going on the hen do so it's a bit of a solo mission that's hard yeah, that's yeah, really hard. hard but thankfully it's in London and nobody else lives here so I feel like I've got it covered it's my job to know where are good places to go that's to true. eat and drink and do things so yeah, I um, you to organise my hen yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah we've got the accommodation but we book that like the piece said get organized early so we booked that at the beginning of the year we're staying in an airbnb a nice one mm-hmm. so that's all organized the girls have booked their train tickets from grimsby that's okay <laughs> that's all done and paid for booked the main activity that's all done so there's just now i've booked the restaurants and things but it's just Finalize a few little yeah. things because i've tried again the piece says like don't overdo it because it is London, mm-hmm. we're going to be travelling around a little bit as a group. Yes. I tried not to pack it too much because I think when I first did like, oh, we could do this and we could go here and we could do this. Actually, when I thought about it, it was like too all much. of us doing all of that is going to be too much. And I've actually factored in a lot of getting ready time before going out on the Saturday night because even it doesn't take very long for me to get ready. But actually seven of us all trying to get ready with one bathroom, you know, it'll take a while. And also I'll just buy loads of gin so everyone can just have drinks when they're getting ready. And I'm just trying to make it a relaxed affair for that bit rather than trying to cram another bar in before we go back yeah. or whatever. So, yeah. I already mainly planned it but actually reading this piece has reassured me because I haven't really done one on my own before and haven't been to very many either because most of my mates were not married yet so (laughs) reading this piece was reassuring so the tips are pre-book as much as possible which I've essentially done get the balance right which is again the don't spread yourself yes. out too far and can I just just interrupt yeah, on that please. like I, I really really feel that of all the hands I've been on like the best time that the yeah. most enjoyable part is the downtime part is yeah. either the pre-drinks or the when you're all just like chilling in one yeah. place yeah. I had one in London and it was two nights actually so we were like together for quite a lot of time and yeah there were activities but the funnest bits were just all everyone just like lying in the bedroom yeah. particularly yeah. with close girlfriends as well like mm. it's really special time yeah otherwise get I think this group they're all from different walks of life who don't necessarily know each other Mm -hmm. but I still think for the Friday night we're going to stay in like order pizza so nice she loves gin so we're all going to bring loads of different types and just do it ourselves but I think it'll be a great bonding that's how we'll all get to know each other and also if it's starting on a Friday night people have been at work all day they've been at work all week and so rather than 
had a mix of everything, but the ones where you have are forced to kind of get on it on the yeah. Friday night are quite hard work. Yeah, yeah. So just not in that place. So Precisely. better to, and also better to build up to the big night as well. In my experience, if you're doing two nights, you, you need you to agree. build momentum because if you do a big night the first night, then the second night everyone's like, "Well, why are we still here?" You're right. Yeah. Or they're hungover. Yeah. Yeah, that's all exactly. very reassuring. Thank yeah. you. But yeah, what else is on the list? <laughs> uh, so stay calm. Tensions can run high when it comes to Hindus. Again, nothing bad's happened yet, so I'm just waiting for someone to eventually be like, "That's too expensive," and then it all goes a bit wrong but for now because the, the one thing I haven't done or didn't do was set a budget because I just mm. had no idea how much anything was going to cost but instead we've just been sort of paying for the odd bits since January so every month people have had to give me sort of 40 quid here and there okay. every couple of months so I feel like doing it that way meant that hopefully it doesn't seem that much if people are just kind of yeah. slinging a bit of money here and there rather than me being like right everyone give me 500 pounds mm-hmm. when I hadn't even booked yes. anything or knew and so far I think it's okay I've so often had that where it's like okay hi can you transfer 200 pounds by the end of the week and by the way it's Thursday now like Precisely. I get that all the time yeah. and it's so irritating yeah. I have one this month, it was the 15th. It's like, well, that is nowhere near either payday. Yeah, like, no. no. So I think taking small money in yeah. small increments from people is kinder. Or I've been whacking it on my credit card and being like, don't worry, guys, just pay me after payday sort of thing. Yeah. That is something I wouldn't to. do. I have to say, yeah, no, I wouldn't do that either. Yeah, no, 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 that's kind of you, but... Like, people, in my experience, drop out and then they won't pay you. Mm. Yeah, well, so far, I think everyone's paid not so much, but they paid a yeah. large yeah. portion. If they did drop out, then they're idiots. Yeah. Also, probably the fact that there's only seven of yeah, you, exactly. people are less likely to drop out because yeah. they know that they're kind of. Quite and important. one of them's yeah. her mum, you know. Okay, so, fine. and yeah, one yeah, of them's yeah. me. So, actually, it's only really five people five, five, that I'm yeah, having yeah, to yeah. sort nice. of. And also, there's a sneaky separate WhatsApp group, as there always is, that my friend who's getting married arranged with two of her most forceful mates. Mm. And so, I've been running ideas past them okay, first. Good. I don't even know them, but running stuff past them, and then they basically, when I suggested something to the group, they've instantly been like, "Sounds amazing." Oh, good. Oh, so, so you've got spies on the yeah, inside. So, so that, that's been that is super a good idea. handy. You but, do need a force of yeah. nature in a group yeah. when you're planning a handy. You yeah. need someone to literally make those decisions. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I'm not a natural like right. Everyone do what I want to do. So I am finding it quite Maybe unusual. Maybe that's why I'm so good at planning hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pascal, what's your experience? Have you planned hands before? I did plan one hen party last year, and I think I learned a lot from it. I wouldn't go abroad again. No. We went abroad because the bride wanted to go abroad. So what I learned, first of all, was to make sure everyone's on board with the plan because I thought everyone was on board with the plan. We were going to go to Marbella and I was like, is everyone okay with this? And everyone was like, yep. And I just took that to be, yes, we are going to go to Marbella. So when it came to the point where I was like, right, I've looked at everything. It's going to cost this much. Then everyone started kicking off and being like, well, I didn't know it was going to be this much. I wasn't in full agreement to this. And I was like, but we were. He's like, mm, but you So were. it was no kind of like, no. I would want everyone to, you know, maybe I'd do that a bit earlier, work out the finances earlier and be like, what does everyone think of this? Give me a strong answer mm-hmm. of yes or no. And if you don't want to do it, say no, mm-hmm. because we want to come up with something that's works for everyone and I think just keeping it simple like I had a great time we all had a great time but it was just such a nightmare mm-hmm. to plan everything doing it with flights never, I mean yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot. and then everyone's messaging me separately being like I don't want to say this in the group but oh. I think this and I can't afford this Ooh, and I'm just like so oh my god well. like, oh what time will we meet oh my this? god oh what time is yes. oh, what time you know like, when oh, you've said god. something like three times mm-hmm. and then they're like sorry when are we doing this it's like scroll up 
Yeah. Mm. yeah. Scroll up in the message. What's next? It doesn't matter. Yeah. It'll be nice. So yeah, I think I just wouldn't go abroad again and I would try and just keep it more simple. And I think people have a better time then. Like my boyfriend went on a stag party recently and he said that every single moment was planned and it was like, we're getting up this time, we're doing this, then we're going here, then we're doing this. And it was like, it was just too much. Mm-hmm. Too I know much. no boys like that. That is impressive. No, <laughs> it was all very manly stuff like, you know, shooting guns and then I'm going to go to the strip club and stuff like that. So it was like regimented, but very Organized. gross stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so I think just to keep it simple, yeah. just for your own sanity. Mm. Yeah. Becky, anything to add? Yeah, so I'm currently planning my best friends oh, next oh, year. Sorry. Yeah. But hers isn't till next year. We have more time. And I am incredibly lucky that her maid of honor is her sister. So we're kind of doing it together. And we have found somewhere. And the best thing I would say is if you do kind of know where you want to go, do get in touch with them as soon as you can because you're more likely to get a deal and we have been able to get a massive discount because of how early we've got in touch. And also we did her sister's Hindu last year and that was abroad. And I think the one thing I learned is A, you have to be a massive yes person. Mm-hmm. So, so many true. people on that Hindu suddenly were like, we were all like, oh, we're going wine tasting now and people would just be like, oh, I don't want to come. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. can't you so do that. You like that. So you, right. have to, you have to be a yes if person. If you're a participant. Yeah. If you're yeah. going, you're going. So do it for the bride. Like even That's if you the hate thing. the person yeah. who's organised it oh. and they've been militant and stolen all your money. Exactly. Yeah. You're, there for the yeah. you're there for the bride. So I think that's one of my biggest things. And I think also, like you said, just say if you don't want to do something yeah. rather than beat around the bush because it wastes everybody's time. You end up losing deals, you end up losing money. So I think that's what I have learned so far. But again, yeah, keep it simple, keep it fun. And I think the one thing I saw in this, which I think is really true, is keep the bride involved to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah it's like what extent do you go she, to? She has no idea where we're going, but she kind of wanted to know that we were all going to have a communal space like I think little things mm. just to, for them to know that they can plan ahead particularly if you're a bride as well who's been on a few so you might have some prerequisites yeah. So like, yeah. yeah if the bride likes to eat healthy food then don't just serve pizza the whole weekend yeah. you know yeah. like, consider the bride but, yeah. but also the other thing is that I really think that sort of more importantly than the bride is, is everybody else on this hen the bride hasn't paid she'll have mm. a fun time you know as long as all her friends are gaming up for it yeah. but it can dampen a hen even behind the scenes when people feel like you know whatever it is that they can't see where their money's gone or totally. they haven't fed properly or where they're yeah. saying is revolting you know whatever it yeah. is so I think you have to really be catering for all these people Everyone. for the masses as opposed to mm. well it's fine because XYZ will love it but what yeah. about 15 other people who are there yeah because they're never cheap are they let's be honest yeah. even the, the simplest ones because yeah. Yeah. you are paying a little bit extra each time for everything for the yeah. bride it, it does yeah. add up but I always just try and think like when it comes to my hen party I would want people to put in the effort for me and that's what I think every time like if I go to one abroad or if I go to one you know anywhere I'll always be like I'm gonna put in the most effort and you know have a really good time do whatever they want us to do because when it comes to my hen party if people didn't I'd be heartbroken if people were like you know didn't take part or didn't come or couldn't be bothered yeah. it's the same with weddings as well mm. I feel like you've got to like show up yeah. there, there are some people who at our wedding were just like didn't need to be life and soul like yeah. it's not best friends but like friends who were there who were like such good value and I feel so ready to pay it forward at their mm. weddings actually and yeah, it, it, yeah really Even surprised by it people mm. who hit the dance floor with real yeah, enthusiasm totally. early or they're just mm. smiling exactly. the whole time exactly yeah. people who, or who spoke to parents or you know people yeah. who were really polite or mm. went the extra mile or, or, yeah. or had the best mm. time That's like whether it's or a wedding like yeah. I think you do really appreciate that when it comes yeah. to yeah I would so agree yeah okay well there are more tips in this piece including 
stay calm guys remember to stay calm choose the right accommodation I think that's so true and actually my biggest tip on that as you say about shared communal space is so important I've been in ones in hotels and they just don't work as effectively Mm. because in that downtime everybody like splits off and you don't get that like vibe so definitely definitely don't go to a hotel go somewhere where there's some kind of space to all be together and pre-book as much as possible well I mean that goes without saying doesn't it you can visit just rock up somewhere we've got some great really helpful tips in there as well as advice for keeping cool when you're planning home I think that's just about all we've got time for this week if you've got any feedback at all please do email podcast at sheerlux.com we love hearing from you also don't forget to rate review subscribe and tell your friends bye-bye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.